fear of fiction. May 17th, 1998. It just keeps raining. Sometimes I think it will never stop. It stopped for some time yesterday, but then it just continued. I am in my house. There is music blaring, but I am thinking of turning it off. He is thinking of turning it off. The TV is also on, but that is even less interesting than the music. He thinks for a while, then turns off the music. He gets something to eat, even though he isn't really hungry. Why is it like this? Days go by. He turns the TV off, goes to the store. When he comes back, he discovers that there is a book in the paper bag along with his groceries. It is called The Poppy Field. He puts it down on the table. He doesn't remember the last time he had a book in this house. The book sits on the table. It doesn't move. The Poppy Field. What does it say in the back? He doesn't read the back. He just sits down in a chair and gives some thought to how it might have come into his bag. Perhaps it was a free thing that the store was giving away, or maybe somebody who had paid for it before him had left it in the checkout pit and he had picked it up by mistake. No, it was probably that pimply clerk who had packed it into his bag. What did that guy know about packing bags, right? Willard had packed bags for ten years, and there were never any complaints. Ah, well, okay, he was just living off of disability checks. No more bags to pack and carry. No more busy mothers or grumpy seniors. He was practically, well, a bedridden grump himself already. That book had probably come from that tub of lard who had been in line in front of him. He decided suddenly. How revolting. I know what I'll do. I'll call mom. She's real smart. She reads lots of books in the home, he said out loud and picks up his little pocket recorder and says the words again. He picks up the phone and dials the number of the home. A voice on the end of the line finally comes on. He is connected with his mother. Max, is that you? Yes, it's me, Mom. Hey, I want to know, you ever heard of a book called The Poppy Field? You read a lot of books. You would know about that, huh? Never ask me about the book again, Troy. I gotta go. He hears a metallic click. The line is cut. 
he sits down and thinks for a real long time. Then he realizes that there are bookstores in town, or at least stores where they sell books. Maybe he'd ask there. He knows this one girl he went to high school with. She's still in town, and she works at one of those places. He dials a number. Hey, you got a book there called The Poppy Field? Yeah, I want to know. What's it about? What? You don't have it? You never heard of it? Anybody else besides you work at that store? He tries another place. The girl has heard of it, but doesn't know what it is about. Likewise, the people in the supermarket have no clue what it is about, whether they had sold it to him, or even if they'd ever stocked it. Idiots, he says, first to himself and then into the recorder. Out on the street one day, he asks a passerby, a stranger, if he has ever heard of that particular work, and if he has, what it is about. The man, a frigid-looking character, looks at him icily, then begins to speak. That is a frightening tale, a tale of greed and racism and pure love. A town exists in the middle of hell, where it is the custom for girls to be sexually initiated by their fathers, boys by their mothers. Women must sleep with their fathers, their husbands, and their sons. Sons kill their fathers if their fathers don't kill them first. In this town, man has not yet gained the upper hand on nature, despite the advantages of technology. For man has hardly civilized himself. In the town and the book, one man actually kills his whole family, his brothers and father, except for his mother, whom he hopes will give him more sons and brothers, sisters and daughters. Then he eats them. The book was written by the same man who wrote the Polonius incident. Good day. Willard goes home and looks at the book. And the book, somehow, begins looking back at him. Several days go by and he keeps looking at the book, turning it over again and over again, looking at it from each angle, inspecting the simple bold letter cover of the book, not letting his eyes form sounds and meaning out of the words. He never once cracks its pages. Into his recorder, he mouths several utterances. He breaks into a cold sweat on many occasions. Time passes until there is an uneasiness in the air that makes him feel that he absolutely must act. <laughs> <laughs>
He turns on the television and the stereo and sits himself on his exercise bike. In a holster attached to the bicycle is a rifle. Next to the exercise bike is a table. On that table, within easy reach of the rider, is a watermelon and the remote controls for the stereo, the TV, the DVD player, and the aircon, and a copy of the book. Willard sits on the bicycle, lets himself warm up, and then, when he has pedaled 10 kilometers and is moving at 40 kilometers an hour, he opens the book and reads the first lines. I am Willard, it starts. He utters a loud scream, throws the book in the air, shoots the hole through it while it is airborne. The same shot blasts his TV to pieces. Then he smashes the watermelon over his head. Pink, sticky juice runs down his face and neck and clots of pulp fall all about on the floor. Willard has been afraid to read books all of his life. And he will always be afraid to read books because you never know what they could say. Weeks pass before he can finally leave his house again. And when he does, it is in search of groceries. The larder and the fridge are completely empty, of course. That day, when he gets back home, he finds in his bag a copy of the Polonius Incident.